spread a console, the golden disc. Maximals came after them, and they crashed both their ships. Landed on the earth with two moons. They fought in the beast wars. I mean, what else were they gonna do? War and beast. War and beast. We talk about things like energon and protoforms and sparks. War and beast. War and beast. How the Maximals have no I had my timing completely messed up thanks to a clap. I'm Greg, and this is the War and Peace Podcast. Mark <laughs> uh, usually introduces himself next, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm just. <laughs> I know I've thrown it completely <laughs> off. Yeah, uh, I'm Jordan. I'm here too. Hi. And you guys, this what a finale! I'm I can't believe that we just watched the final episode of of uh, Transformers War for Cybertron. What an ending. I'm so glad that there is not anything that happens after this because this was a perfect ending. No, I, enough hate, I hate this I hate to spoil a candle, but there's still two episodes. <laughs> okay. I assume they're I don't know, who knows? But as I, this did seem like the ending, right? <laughs> like it it would have been a it would have been an interesting ending. I mean, it, we would have definitely had some questions. Um, I mean, I guess I, I assume that I assume that there's going to be more. I mean, in this continuity, I assume that we're going to get more because my understanding is that it was kind of successful. I mean, you'll you'll just have to watch all the next two episodes and well, make yeah, a decision we'll on out. that. We'll find out. Mind you, maybe Jordan has finished watching now, too. Actually, yeah, I did. Like, I uh-huh. promise. Cheaters. <laughs> So there, I actually do have a uh, something that I would you could arguably call trivia for this uh, for this episode. Okay. Um, this episode is the lowest rated on IMDb of this season. Really? With a six point five oh. out of ten, which seems really low. <laughs> that's that's kind of surprising because I thought that this was a pretty. I mean, I I was. I think it goes without saying that last episode was was my favorite episode of the season. Mm-hmm. But I'm kind of surprised that this one would have been ranked so low. Yeah, I, I honestly, this is my so far, this is my strong, my favorite episode of the season. It, I don't know. Maybe it's just that it's just such a transition episode of this, this leading into everything else. Maybe that's why everyone's just like, Maybe. well, this is the only, this is the one. Of, of the six or something. I don't know. Yeah. I do be. know this is that after, you know, uh, the nice synopsis that uh, TF Wiki does, there is practically nothing else on there. Yeah. They didn't, no one put any quotes in. There's one continuity note and everything else is just blank. Oh, that's amazing. And, and the note is just mentioning how uh, uh, that, Another like one of those uh, when the Kingdom web page went up that there was a coded message 
about uh, Primal and Prime's reconciliation. Mm-hmm. But I think we sort of had that last episode. Like, I want to say that their reconciliation was sort of last episode. Well, they also had a nice little talk. Wait. Yeah. Eh. I mean, there were. There I mean, this. I guess this is more. I guess this was more of him actively showing a reconciliation. Yeah. As opposed to just, you know, saying saying so. Mm, true. But yeah. I mean, it, it, it's a. I mean, Primal in this one is is not attacking him like like no. Prime like like he was in the. In the at the beginning, That's you true. guys, I have some bad news. Uh-oh. Yeah. So our favorite piece of trivia is uh is is no longer the number one piece of trivia on uh on the IMDb for Transformers War for Cybertron uh, trilogy. Uh-oh. Uh, because thirty two out of thirty five found out found it helpful or interesting that the opening sequence of the series begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack. These are the same two characters in the original Transformers cartoon, the first episode, More Than Meets the Eye, Part 1. 33 out of 35 found the fact that uh, Peter Cullen voices Optimus Prime in most media openly criticized Netflix's decision to use actors who are not members of the Screen Actor Guild, which is typically done as a cost-cutting measure since non-union actors don't have a bare minimum rate. Yes. I wonder, can I... <laughs> are you going to try and find upload the other one so that, it's, so that it's first again? I guess I have to sign in with Facebook. <laughs> oh, God. Continue as Kendall. Um, find it. Yes, I found that one interesting. Can I say I didn't find the other one interesting? Boom. You found this uninteresting. Take that, Peter Cullen, and your workers' rights argument. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> we're not, we're not besmirching the name of Peter Cullen on this podcast. He just turned. Well, he just had a birthday. So, so, uh, uh, what do we call our fans? Do we call them uh, beasties? We, I think we were calling the beasties for a time. Beasties yes. or maximals and predacons or okay, all you, all you, uh, all you Warren Beast heads, <laughs> go to imdb.com, Transformers War for Cybertron trivia, and mark the opening sequence of the series begins with Bumblebee and Wheeljack. That one as interesting, so that we can get it back to number one. I don't want. I don't need this negativity. At number one, not not when we're so close to the end of the series. <laughs> you know what? That might be the episode title. <laughs> I don't need this negativity. <laughs> oh, but yes, as everyone I'm sure has alluded to, we are reviewing Transformers War for Cybertron Kingdom episode four. It's an interesting episode and it started gets into it right away because from the get-go we've got you know we've got optimus who is sliding down a hill uh towards the forest and as we pan up we've got you know this structure where supposedly the allspark is and then it immediately cuts to the other autobots who who are talking about prime and how he's got off and they're having a discussion about you know the because the maxwells don't seem to understand what the AllSpark is. So RC sort of puts it in, well, you guys, well, for, first the Maximals are like, well, what's your big obsession with it? And RC is like, well, it's, it's not a device. It's our life force, a power greater than, than everybody. 
um, and they, that they don't exist without it. And Ratchoff's like, uh, we do. Yeah, and, and he starts and he starts to say that in their future, basically trying to g- give some knowledge and and I find it funny that it's Cheetor that's actually stopping him from saying something stupid. Yeah, yeah, Cheetor stops him, but RC realizes that they're they're trying to you know avoid essentially spoiling their own future in a sense, um, but they should all be caring about what's going on right now and that they're only trying to help. Um, there is a brief exchange where Air Razor's like, is it really worth it to go chasing after a relic like this? And RC is like, which chasing down the golden disc worth the 200 lives that of your comrades, which gets the Maximals visibly upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she says, but the, and RC kind of like backs up what she was saying with, but they knew that uh, letting Megatron, you know, the Predacon Megatron have the golden disc was a very, very bad thing. Like it would cause terrible, you know, terrible repercussions. And sh- and she says for us, if uh, Megatron got the AllSpark, it'd be that like a thousand times worse. Yeah. Hey, Greg, I'm just going to interject here. My Skype is being weird. <laughs> the recording, it's ticking up or the number on the recording is counting up for you, right? Yes, it is. Okay. It's because, yeah, I don't know. My Skype thought I wasn't in the call for a while. So oh. hopefully hopefully that doesn't ruin everything. If not, uh, hi, everybody. I'm Kendall. <laughs> <laughs> no, it seems to be working. I mean, I'm recording. It just truncate a little... the silence of, of every time I talked up to this point. <laughs> <laughs> vote, for, vote for the opening sequence of the series because with Bumblebee and Wheeljack trivia. We did here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just hoping the listeners did. Oh yeah, I'm sure they it did. would be just our luck that the one time we have trouble with the Skype recording is is when I'm not recording a backup mm. or a front up. I don't. <laughs> uh, the opposite of backup. Where? Sorry, front I'm, down. <laughs> front down. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so. But yes, uh, Rat Trap goes goes on to say, well, this, you know, this is all an illusion. You know, the the Allspark hasn't created this. He's like, there isn't anything supernatural to this. And then, of course, we get a gust of wind. And he's like, uh, he's like, that was just the wind, uh, right, Primal? And then he goes to look for Optimus Primal and Primal's not there. He's like, where's the gorilla? <laughs> I really like I really like this idea that they're just they're just hinting at and like. I want like obviously I've I've said a million times like I want the flashback story of um of how the war started with mm. Optimus and Megatron and stuff and I wouldn't I I wouldn't mind a prequel series of this to see Beast Wars in Beast Wars but like I kind of don't want to see it cuz like I love this implication that we live in this world where there were where there were hundreds of Maximals and hundreds of Predacons and they all murdered each other a bunch and they live in this horrible future where God is dead. Like, li- like literally God is dead. And, and, you know, and, and, he, and they're like, you know, Oh, we wouldn't exist without the Allspark. It's like, no, we exist. Cause, cause in our future, the Allspark doesn't exist. Like, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I, I love that. It's like the, this, 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 
this Beast Wars character timeline is just so batshit. Like, yeah. I just want them to yeah. keep dropping hints and never give us an, the actual <laughs> full answer. So it's it's funny that you bring that up because it seems as though with this Beast Wars timeline, we're getting almost an exact opposite of what the 90s cartoon had. Like the 90s cartoon, the Autobots won, you know, the Unicron was defeated and, you know, the yes, there is the questionable subjugation of the Decepticons slash Predacons that we aren't entirely sure of. But yeah, I actually I, I just want to go on record. Um, I know that I I know that I made it seem like I was very pro Predacon in those early episodes. I was joking. Um <laughs> What Me- what Megatron actually says in that in one of those first episodes that like I kind of latched onto as the fan theory of of like you know they were the the Predacons were subjugated was like well maybe it was peaceful for you guys but we wanted to be in charge mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't get to it was it's the whole uh the idea of you know because many I've learned a lot about privilege since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and really it is the idea of, uh, the Maximals want to be able to exist. The Predacons want to be able to kill the Maximals. Um, you know, why aren't you, why aren't the Maximals willing to compromise and let them, <laughs> you, you know, exactly, you, you know, that, that, that sort of thing, um, is actually like a more apt metaphor than the, than the, the, uh, the Predacons rising from the who's what's it. You know, I just just wanted to go on the record to to let you guys know that I am I am no longer pro Predacon. Okay, I do believe that the Maximals are the good guys. Oh my God, would some sort of a compromise have been suggested that it was like a like a Cybertronian purge night? Oh, sorry, Jordan. Mm. No, I mean the compromise is obviously. Oh man! Oh man! Oh man! I, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna save that. Never mind. We'll t- I'll talk to you about that later because it actually comes up later in the episode. Oh god. <laughs> Anywho, um, so we get uh Primal who is chasing a or he's going through the trees and he seems to be chasing some sort of a light and he goes to look through some bushes and gasps, but then see initially I thought he was looking at Optimus, but apparently this is a poorly conveyed cut to Optimus again, who is approaching this structure. Uh, He's sort of surveying it. The door opens and out comes Elita. Yeah. We haven't seen since the last episode of last season. Since everybody exploded. Um, I can't talk. Because I rewatched this episode earlier and I was debating whether or not I was going to bring up a topic. And I could, like, technically, I know, Jordan, you would acknowledge what I would say, but I can't, I don't want to be spoilery for Kendall by bringing this up. Or the listeners. (laughs) Yes. The people who 20 years from now are listening to this as they're going through. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, They're. There's some foreshadowing. I'll I'll say this. There there is some foreshadowing with her appearance. Okay. That's all I will say. Cause she kind of looks like she's gonna jump his bones. <laughs> okay, th- not that type of foreshadowing. Oh, spoilers! Jeez. <laughs> uh, I don't yes. know. Like 
Like there has been sexual tension with uh, with Alita and Optimus and with Alita and Megatron throughout it throughout the whole series, but this was the the one the time like the most where I felt like she wanted to jump his bones. So probably the Allspark is just into him. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you know, the Allspark does end up inside of him, right? No, that's the Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, that's the Matrix. That's, that's, Matrix. that's basically like an extension of the Allspark. Oh my gosh, we are not like, getting <laughs> we are not getting into this. Like a penis, if you will. We are no, we are not getting into it. Into Optimus Chino, Primal's chest vagina. Primes, sorry. I sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend you by saying the wrong Optimus. I'm not changing the episode title again. <laughs> oh, this is fun. No, I'm not changing it again. God damn it, I'm not doing it. It'll be the alternate title. Folks will refer to this episode in 20 years as, as that. <laughs> anyway, so after we after we get the the opening, we we got to Starscream and Black Arachnia. Uh, Black Arachnia has made this really big Energon web, which you know we haven't seen since the 90s cartoon. It's not blue. No, that's true. But I mean. The thing that happens here in a moment makes me think that it's some sort of energon web. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but she and Star like Starscream is saying, oh, I I should turn myself in and and throw myself at Megatron's mercy and this that and the other thing. And Black Arachnia is very quick to say, I'm very familiar with your history, and essentially you're always trying to wait to see if somebody else can take Megatron out so that you can you know step in. It's like just don't. <laughs> She's like, you're always expecting somebody else to take Megatron off the board. Uh, so I just get your hands dirty. And he's like, oh, okay. She's like, nobody's ever going to hand you your crown. She's like, if you want it, you're, you're going to have to take it. And she's saying this as he is sort of like partially cloaked. Um, and so he's sort of I think he's supposed to be cloaked, but they just did that so yeah. that we could see him walking around. True. You know, like like how the invisible woman is actually just lines on in comics sometimes. Yeah. But um, she's she says, you know, for a ghost, it's easy to take him out. And then the web spawns this gun, which we don't really hear anything about. Like, why is this gun so special that she is all of a sudden created? Um, but as we're looking at this glowing gun in the center of the web, we then see Predacon Megatron looking off in the forest, seeing them conspiring, and he doesn't look too happy. We then cut back to, to Primal, whose first instinct at seeing his, you know, lost love is to immediately pull his gun. <laughs> Great instincts. Hmm. Uh, he's, you know, questioning, he's like, I've, I've traveled far and Elita keeps repeating what he's saying. So he realizes that she is not in fact Elita and we start to see the body sort of glitch a little bit. Uh, and he realizes that he's talking directly with the Allspark. So he immediately tries to tell the Allspark that he's come to, to rescue it and says that he needs to gain entrance to the temple the Allspark uh, disappears, in, or Alita, rather, disappears and reappears in front of him as he's running to the building and says that only the bearer of the Matrix can can enter. 
And he's like, I am the bearer of the matrix. And so as he charges in again, uh, she lifts her hand and there's like this force blast that sends him back. And so once he gets so, up. Oh. So remind me, cause I fell asleep last week. Yes. Does he have the, he does have the matrix now, right? He does get the matrix yes. back. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, um, that dinosaur character gave it to him. <laughs> oh, now you're just trying to piss me off. <laughs> I know who Dinobot is. Don't worry, Greg. Yeah. I, you know, sometimes you tell a joke. It just, you just have to say it, but no, mm. di- yeah. Dino. Okay. I legit, I legit didn't remember at this, at this point because I did doze off at the end of the episode. That's the entire point of Dinobot dying was that he got the thing. Well, that's stuff because I thought I thought when I watched it at first that he didn't have the Matrix and he said, I am the bearer of the Matrix, meaning like rightfully the Matrix is mine. But he does have oh, the Matrix. Well, they yeah, should have let him the- in. Why didn't they let him in? Well, there's a reason for it that we'll get to. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess I totally yeah. it whooshed over my head, but I did yeah. love this episode. Yeah. Everybody seemed to so I want to say like we talked about the voice actors in mm-hmm. previous episodes. This was the first episode that every single maximal voice actor was not was not distracting. Like not only were they yeah. speaking not, not and 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 Predacons, all the beasts uh, yeah. that like I not only were were the performances good, which they were, um, but I wasn't like s- seeing them and expecting one voice and hearing another voice come out, mm. um, even with Megatron. Uh, yeah. I, I I think all of the all of the voices like I got I was able to get past the I've I've officially been able to get past the that's not that guy or that guy. Mm-hmm. Well, it was it was yeah I agree with you. There was good voice acting from all of the cast this time around. Um, and funnily enough, to segue into one character who died last episode, we see another character who died way back in season one. As when Prime gets up, instead of Elitist standing in front of him, we've got Ultra Magnus there. And Prime is confused, uh, but Magnus is saying that the AllSpark must be protect, must remain protected, and Prime is like, from whom? And then Magnus's eyes turn red and says, from my nemesis. Second reference to, to nemesis yeah. so far this season. And which, we get a, a battle that starts. I I was going to say, which I think, considering this is also the second time that Prime has been mistaken for Nemesis, mm-hmm. might explain why uh, or, uh, the AllSpark was, was, is one reason why the AllSpark was kind of uh, antagonistic. Yeah. yeah. But yes, we, we do get a, a battle here between Prime and Magnus. Magnus has this sort of energy shield that Prime punches, and we get a big sort of white out and then as the screen comes back we've we've got uh primal who's looking at what appears to be a ghost or rather the ghost of dinobot he's confused he he thinks that it's an illusion uh but he says the illusions are clever but they're not that clever he's like you don't fool me he's like whatever you are you're powerful and maybe you do belong on cybertron uh, so if you want to go home, maybe stop putting the obstacles in front of us. And Donovan's just sort of <laughs> looking on like, I'm not an illusion, buddy. <laughs> and Primal's just sort of like, what? So so we, we then cut to Megatron, who is, I don't, 
I don't know where this other structure came from. I think it's just like on another side. Okay. To be honest, yeah, that like, sort of makes it's, sense. Like, because considering how they were moving around the forest, and this is a tower. Yeah. It could technically be behind, but at the same time, it also could be just like next door. True. Like you know, you just peeked around the corner of the building, and there's Megatron fighting. Yeah. But yeah, Me- Megatron <laughs> is, is facing another Magnus. Uh, and is is talking about how the disc was right. Uh, Magnus is again the red-eyed version and says that only the only he who bears the matrix will be seen. And Megatron charges in. Magnus disappears and reappears. And he's like, "How did you do that?" Uh, then 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 Predacon Megatron comes up. He's like, "I have a warning." And, and Megatron's like, "Save your warning." He's like, "I know exactly what happens next." And he throws the other Megatron aside, and then blast Starscream, who was sneaking up behind Magnus. And Megatron, so Decepticon Megatron, I'm trying not to get my Megatrons confused here. Decepticon Megatron steps on Starscream's arm and says, only he who bears the Matrix will be seen. And then we see a little device pop out of Starscream's arm as Megatron smiles. So something's up. See, Uh, I... I I got what he was doing right right here, and I kind of liked I liked how he emphasized will be seen. Yeah. Can I just yeah. say I yes. love how useless Beast Megatron is just throughout <laughs> this whole series. Like like he is he's the one he's the one uh 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 bad guy that actually wants to help Megatron and just does nothing. All the other bad guys are actively working against Megatron. So you have the good guys are all working together to beat Megatron, and the bad guys are also working together to beat Megatron. And except for the crap except for this one guy who's on his side and and he is completely useless and yet still still Megatron almost wins. Like yeah. Oh man, I just I don't know. Like I he he reminded me of Scorponok when he uh when he showed up and you know, you can't have you can't have Beast Wars without Scorponok. Yeah. You can cuz he was only in the first season, right? Yeah. Yes. Cuz he died he died he died in the in the Transmetal. Yeah. He he died for our sins. The oh, sin, the sins of the second moon. Man. I, I still do love uh, someone made a fan comic where because I mean they just fell in lava and uh, they've been in lava before yeah <laughs> but uh, so it basically was just like uh, Pterosaur and, and Scorvinok just like kind of like st- stuck in like uh, some cooled off a lava like up to their waist and it's like well they'll, they'll come down and get us right like they'll, <laughs> they'll, they'll notice we're gone and come help us right they won't just never mention us again. <laughs> Pretend like we never existed. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, look, I Scorponok is 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 just a is just a henchman guy, but like Pterosaur was a pretty good character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you gotta you gotta sell the new toys. Why why do they have to? But why do they have to sell the new toys? The kids will buy seventeen different Batman's. <laughs> they uh, oh well, it's they. And they could have just made them all transmetals, and then you could have. Oh well. Yeah. There probably is a transmetal pterosaur. Like, uh, there might be. I don't know. I guess. I guess having. I don't know. 
just like I just I totally forgot until just this second that Scorponok was was the Scorponok because I always think of Pterosaur as being the one that died there, but the Scorponok also died in the most unceremonious way possible. Yeah, I guess if you're gonna kill a character in a kid's cartoon, you can't make it be impactful or else you know kids will lock themselves in their room or whatever they did after the 1980s movie. Yeah, that's true. Or at least if the stories are true, anyway. <laughs> Look, I heard it on multiple podcasts that that yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I, I'm, I think it's they wouldn't let you put things on podcasts that weren't true. No, well, true enough. That's what that's what uh, President Trump told me. Our current yeah. President Trump. Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in. Uh, I don't even. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't follow that <laughs> just, stuff closely just, enough to. Yeah, just drop that one. <laughs> I don't know. I don't follow that stuff closely enough to. To understand what the rationale is, even oh well, oh, there is none. There's none. Nothing I know that Q here. Q said that uh, you know the guy from Star Trek. He said that they were gonna reinstate Trump like on the 18th, I think. <laughs> uh, and then somebody was gonna blow up something. I don't know. Oh my god! Keep talking. The past two, the past two years would be a cruel joke of Q for humanity. Oh, anyway. Getting back to the episode at hand, uh, we cut back to to Optimus as he's battling uh, with Magnus, who keeps referring to him as his nemesis. We've got Magnus hanging in the air as Optimus is he's in truck form, transforms back to robot form. And then we get a ton of cubes that just spring from the ground. And Optimus is said, no, I'm Optimus Prime, this the bearer and protector, bearer of the Matrix, protector of the Allspark, not nemesis. Didn't that didn't that uh uh the cubes coming up what didn't that, was that very beast or beast machines reminiscent? It a did little. seem sort of a little. I bit. mean the thing is is that the Allspark has a very good control like has a, a full control of this forest area. Yeah. So there's so there's a lot of techno organic stuff which is uh-huh. which was a big aesthetic in Beast Machines. Yeah yeah it looks so good. Oh, mm. I love it. Like this was yeah this was this was basically an episode of Beast Machines. <laughs> you could have you could have put this in between two of the other episodes that didn't make sense mm-hmm. and it would have made the same amount of sense. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> oh man. I, uh, the first season of that show is so good. Yeah. And that is all I remember. Like I've I've blocked the what, what were there the 12 seasons? Season. No, there was only two. Man. Man in the second season was bad, but but the first season Oh man, I need to rewatch all that stuff. Can somebody uh, give me all the time in the world so I can rewatch all that? <laughs> Where do you think the hashtag "Where's Rhinox" came from? Yeah, that was the good season, yeah. right? Because still he, use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm still looking for the goddamn toy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when do the when do the new ones come? When do the um, the re- new the retro releases come out? They started coming out. I saw a retro Beast Wars Megatron in Walmart last week. I almost got it. Almost. So close to getting it. But it was $65. My wife's like, no, you can't spend that much on a Transformer right now. Just on one. So. Man. Oh, man. Do you think the missiles fit the old model? Because I need the missiles. I, I would, would spend, imagine. I would spend. They're, they're mostly using the same 
molds, right? That, that, yeah. That's that's part of the idea. Is it's yeah. They it's just more like maybe like you know, some spend better coloring. Five dollars and throw it in the garbage. Throw the rest of the figure in the garbage. <laughs> just keep uh-huh. the missiles. Oh, and I could get Optimus's other butt cheek. Yeah. <laughs> my Optimus only has one butt cheek. You see, I say that I couldn't spend $65 on one Transformer, like a new Transformer, but I was able to spend $45 on two used Transformers. So <laughs> I did that this weekend. And then my wife turned around and spent another $20 on me while she was on vacation somewhere. But that wasn't a Transformer. She got me a she got me a Power Ranger. So, so, so I guess what I'm getting at is the world doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> It's it's fine. Just like the world to, to the AllSpark right now, because it talks about so many lost year and everywhere. Did you like that segue, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I was just like, what do you mean, lost sparks? Those who've yet to return to you? And and the AllSpark says, I need them. And Prime's like, no, they, they need you. It's like, unless our existence is symbiotic he's like yeah the, okay that makes sense he's like the allspark needs us as much as we need it you're dying because of me and he's like just just let me help please so then magus starts floating to the ground and turns back into elita but then sort of collapses as it realizes that it's optimus and not nemesis it's nemesis and all the blocks crash to the ground we Go back to Primal and the ghost of Dinobot. And Primal's like, you expect me to believe that you're a ghost? He's like, you're just camouflage. He's like, you're, you're just the AllSpark. And Dinobot's like, not yet. He's like, so, so you expect me to believe you're the spirit of Dinobot that's been ripped from his body? And Dinobot's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to join the others. He's like, what? He's like, what? What others? And so Primal tries to, and he's walking towards the building. And Primal gets in front of him. Dinobot walks through Primal, who then gets flashbacks of Dinobot and his last his last glimpses. And then the flashback to that we saw of him talking to Black Arachnia back on Megatron on not Megatron on Cybertron when they stole the disc. And then as Dinobot finishes passing through him, Primal sort of collapses and realizes as Dinobot asks him if he's always like it's like for a moment I was Dinobot. He, he, I, I was you. There, there is no illusion. He's like it's really you, isn't it? And then the ghost stands up and says, "There isn't time, Primal." He's like the Allspark. It's true. Everything the Autobots and Decepticons have said. As this ghost, the Jedi, the Force. Yes. The, but uh, so Dinobot's spark. Uh, starts glowing and rises up and shoots off towards the tower. And we then cut to, to black Arachnia and Starscream as Starscream is coming to. She's like, how, she's like, how did he know you were there? You were cloaked. And Starscream is like, you know, yelling that he knew exactly where I would be because of the disc. And as he's saying this, black Arachnia scoops up this purplish liquid that, looks kind of familiar some like a type of liquid that we saw coming from dinobot last episode she plucks it up with one of her spider legs and uh as he's talking about how uh megatron's also stolen the cloaking disc 
she she puts some of the liquid into like this little container, almost like a vial that's glowing. So she she realizes that Megatron could be anywhere now. But as she says that, we then get a little distorted form behind them. Then we hear a grunt as Megatron jumps onto her, tosses Starscream, and then bolts. And she's like, he's gone. And Starscream's like, he's gone insane. He's like, if we had the golden disc, we could be a step ahead. But then she says, well, the disc can only be accessed with Megatron's unique Energon signature. And then she holds up the vial as we zoom in on it. So a bit of foreshadowing there, too. Uh, we come back to, to Prime and Alita, or rather the Allspark, uh, as Prime is talking to it, saying that it's been off Cybertron long enough. Or rather, it hasn't been off Cybertron line long enough to explain this sort of decline that he's seeing, because it seems like the Allspark is fading. But the Allspark is talking about death and how it's seen the death of all things, a dead universe that Prime realizes Somehow the Allspark passed through the dead universe before it exited the space bridge. Maybe that connection is just really bad. Yeah, maybe. You know, maybe maybe they shouldn't use that space bridge anymore. Yeah. Although there is one thing that's mentioned as well, because the Allspark doesn't say dead universe. It says dead multiverse. Yeah, I caught that too. Yeah. It's kind of funny because the Spider-Man trailer came out today. The, uh, and, uh, uh, I'm so mixed about it. I mean, it looks like it looks like a fun movie, like summer mm-hmm. fun. But then, but there's a lot of like, there's a lot of things that that it implies or are, are happening in it that that when you think on it, it's like, well, well, crap. But then, yeah. but when, but second thinking like that is also just a fool's game for for comic fans in general. You're yeah. just going to make yourself feel terrible. Yeah. So it comes out in just a few months. Just, just yeah. don't speculate. Just watch. Just, yeah. You watch that's, the trailer and you can get point, excited. Guys, it's yeah. going to have a Peter Parker swinging from some webs. So it's going to be a good movie. Uh, there has not been a bad Spider-Man movie ever. Even Amazing Spider-Man <laughs> 2 and uh, Spider-Man 3 Electric were good Google-less. movies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, like there hasn't been a bad one, so it'll be good. Wait, and it's it? Marvel's and it's Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, with the exception of Guardians 2, there hasn't been a bad Marvel <laughs> Cinematic Universe movie. So, yeah, it'll be good. And uh, also, there's there's a ton more that's going to happen. And you also misread yeah. a million things in the trailers. Uh, I don't know. You know, like, I mean, well, we all know. No, I'm just it was I'm, obvious. I'm, it was I'm, obvious from the trailer of of uh, Far From Home that. Uh, Mysterio was going to be from another world. Mm-hmm. You know, that they were going to, that actually, that Far From Home was actually a stealth uh, 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 Spider-Verse movie. Multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> Which it totally, it totally, it completely was not, obviously. <laughs> but. No, yeah, I know. That's, that's why I'm saying, like, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying not to, like, when my mind spirals too, too negative, I'm, like, trying not to, no, let's not go there. Like we're, sure it'll be okay. Yeah, worry about it when it comes out. I'll, yeah, no point only, in stressing I, about it. I'm right? still. Uh, it's also very hard for me still to see movies in general. Like yeah. I don't. Like even even with the weird way streaming services sometimes do them now, I don't really. I always have need to watch a movie when it drops. So yeah. same here. So I don't always catch it right away. 
And then by that time, like the window closes to when you want to like when it's a good time to watch it and before everyone starts talking about it. And then it just kind of passes by and then it just it gets longer and longer. And you just end up not watching it. I mean, that's kind of why I didn't see Knives Out for the longest time. I, I still haven't to. seen that. Oh, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's it's fun. <laughs> I, I I agree. It was uh, it was that year I picked like something crazy, like six out of eight of the best picture nominees, like just like from based on like buzz and stuff. And I it was one that I had picked for best picture, but then uh, didn't didn't get nominated. I think it got nominated for yeah. screenplay, um, but it was yeah, it was very good. But getting back to the episode at hand. We get Optimus realizing that the Allspark had traveled through the dead universe and that it's being overwhelmed. It's similar to what happened with the Ark. The, the, the Allspark itself is being overwhelmed with data, like life, death, war, plague, sorrow, and redemption. I also it's, like Ed, Optimus thinks of a way to help. Yep. I like this little callback. Yes, because Optimus calls Rhinox. Yep. And it's like, Rhinox, can you send me the code that got rid of the, the, the dead universe code on the arc? He's like, oh, yeah, I'll send that right over. And bloop, Chip pops out of Optimus's arm. and Don't, don't worry, Allspark, we'll reboot you. Yes. Sticks it into Alita's arm and bloop. Oh, things seem to be okay now. Or at least sort of okay anyway. At least this one problem is okay. But yes, that seems to help him. We get a, a flash of... Elita and Optimus going through all the the, the places that, that they've traveled. Uh, as the the matrix starts to glow, we see the door open to the, the structure as Optimus starts to go in. And he says, only he who bears the matrix. And we then get some glitchy looking footprints behind him as well as the door closes. So we know somebody's behind him. So we see inside and... It's funny that we've mentioned Beast Machines because this reminded me very much of the first episode where we we see um, the vectors. Yes, it's very reminiscent of the Oracle from Beast Machines. We got these these poles, these almost not spires, but like these poles with a path leading up to this great big circle with like the structure in the middle sort of like it looks like an elevator or door of some sort but then we turn back and we've got megatron turning off his cloak and prime realizes that he's there then we cut out to primal who's trying to kick the door in without much success <laughs> yeah i really like primal just going for brute force there yeah <laughs> and then we get uh starscream and black arachnia uh, who are like, yeah, it's not going to work. Uh, but they say that it let Megatron in, and Primal's like, look, we all, we all want to get inside the temple. Why don't we just help each other do that, and then we go our separate ways. And then Black is like, or we could just kill you now. But then, before anything happens, we get Predacon Megatron showing up, and he's like, well, 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 conspiring with my greatest enemy, and it's not like she... Yeah, they weren't I mean, really conspiring because she was threatening him. So I don't think that's really the I don't think I, that's really conspiring. I think it's more like he's just assuming it and he's going yeah. and, he's, and he's using it as an excuse at this point to be oh, even yeah. angrier. Plus, I mean, if there's one thing they kind of did get a little bit right with this with this Predacon compared to the other one, 
is that he's all about the drama. Yeah. So That's I mean, true. of course, of course, he would he would make it sound like he was hurt and how oh how dare she betray him mm. with Optimus Primal even. Yep, his with his own worst enemy. He's, <laughs> he calls her a disappointment. She's like, ugh. She's like, him. What a disappointing shame you've always been. <laughs> <laughs> kind of pisses you. him off. <laughs> he transforms into his T Rex mode and charges at them. And yells at the disc as Megatrons. Uh, we cut back inside, and and Prime is like a, a cloaking device, Megatron. And Megatron's like, yes, I know, a coward's weapon. He's like, but I'll never walk behind you again, Optimus Prime. He's like, then he demands the Matrix. And Prime's like, it's going to reject you, just like it already has. And Megatron seems to have it in his head that it won't this time. Because the golden disc has given him the advantage that Prime can never match. Uh, and he knows what is about to happen, starting with Prime dropping his weapon. <laughs> and Prime's like, and if I don't, he's like, I know you will. And he talks about how his future self left out no detail. And Prime is like, yes, and the Predacons who worshipped him brought this information to his younger self. But why? He's like, because you lost here today, right now. And he's like, this is where you lost the Allspark. And Megatron corrects him and says, no, this is where he lost the war. Something I'm not going to do. It's like, I can win the Allspark and I can use it to reshape Cybertron in my own image. Which baffles Prime because he's like, I thought you wanted to save Cybertron. So as he says that, we, we get the two of them starting to duke it out. When And we cut outside. We've got... T-Rex Megatron, who knocks over Starscream, and then Black, Black Arachne jumps on top of his head in her spider form, uh, which is kind of funny. She's on there for about a second while Primal's trying to figure out how to open the door, but that's not going to last because T-Rex is pretty angry and charges right at him. And we get a scene almost reminiscent from the first, or from the second episode of Beast Wars as Optimus is like, holding the T-Rex jaw, trying to oh, yeah, stave yeah. it I, off. I really wish, I really wish that they had both been in beast form. And he, they yeah. had, <laughs> Cause that's like, that's like maybe the most iconic shot in all of beast wars. Yeah. Um, uh, let, let's, but let me uh, jump back to that, that scene where they're like, well, because they went back in time and gave you the golden disc because this is where you didn't succeed in the timeline. Like it reminded me of the end of Bill and Ted, when they're like, they're like, okay, yeah, but remember, we we have to remember afterwards to put a thing over there and do that, uh, you know, or to you know to leave the key yeah. to the leave the key to the car. I forget exactly what it is. It's been a long time. Well, since there's, I saw there's, 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 they 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 did that a couple of times. I think one of the most very like <laughs> very obvious one is when they get stopped in police station after like after they broke out. And he like says outside, remember garbage can, and then a garbage can drops on the person, and they just <laughs> yeah. run by. Yeah, exactly. That's that's kind of like, that's kind of how I felt like that that argument of like of of timey wimey time travel crap, which a lot of people complain about that in time travel stories, but I am always here for it <laughs> because I lo- I love it when I love it when when stories cannot make sense. And writers try to make them make sense, but also just let them not make sense. 
because because what because basically what this scene is is Optimus is saying in every timeline we the they go back in time and give you the golden disc and you come here and you fail and he is saying no I'm not going to fail uh yeah but also it doesn't make sense because the the Beast Wars characters have established that Optimus screwed everything up. Like they remember, they know that in their timeline is that Optimus screwed everything up. Mm-hmm. So, so we know that they are from a horrible future that doesn't exist if if Optimus succeeds. But also, uh, but also Megatron can't can't succeed, and it doesn't make any sense, which I love. It's great. <laughs> um, we get a line from Primal as he he mentions the. 200 maximals and Megatron is very quick to say, and how many Predacons have you slaughtered to which primal retorts with one too few. That's a good line. Yeah. Good line also establishes that there were at one point more than four Predacons. Like up to this point, I was like, I was like, so it was just, it was just black Arachnia, Dinobot, Scorponok and, and Megatron this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and they fought they killed off 200 200 maximals it seems like they're the ones they're the underdogs in this story yeah but um, no now it's now it's literally they they couldn't make friends <laughs> when they each killed 98 percent of their people yeah. like that's like the most depressing thing in the world yeah yeah because megatron says we weren't even at war yeah, He's like, you yeah. change all that when you try it. But Primal's like, you change all that when you try to change the past. And Megatron's like, for a better future for all of us. Yeah, I mean, that you that we weren't even at war thing is really is really interesting. Um, yeah. Like, because because that's that does suggest that it was the Maximals that escalated the conflict. Mm. Um, like, legitimately, I am I am not I am not pro Predacon. I'm not saying look, I'm not saying that what, what Beast Megatron did was right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but this is another one of those moments where like we're like uh we're like there's just s- some crazy stuff happened. Like, yeah. <laughs> like they have, both sides have been through some shit. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's just it's cuckoo bananas, like I don't know, like I just can't imagine. I mean Admittedly, some things have happened in the last few years that make me wonder if, you know, if certain factions started fighting certain factions, if they would just keep fighting and keep fighting until Mm. no one was left. I mean, that's, you know, they're definitely things in the world that make me think that that could happen. But I mean, both sides went from having like hundreds and hundreds to four. Like, it's it's so ridiculous. Why can't you? see all the horrible things you're doing and then just like why don't we just live in peace like uh. well it's funny because we'll sort of get to something that's sort of similar to that in the second here but uh we get the the other autobots and maximals appearing on the scene as they start shooting at megatron uh to cause a distraction <laughs> it's funny because uh rc says that oh you sound just like Megatron and he's like I am Mega and then Cheetor shoots him it's just it's like shut up yeah 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 because yeah. <laughs> he could have had a really good moment but this is but this is crappy Megatron yeah 
<laughs> so they're distracting uh, Pred Medic Megatron while Primal says that he's going to try and get inside. He's like, if I were a disembodied spark, this would be so much easier. And go, lo and behold, the ghost of Dinobot shows up again and re-enters Primal's body. And now he is, in fact, a disembodied ghost. Or at All least in the real form. Even All the stuff with the ghost of Dinobot here is yeah. just, it, it makes, it makes so little sense and yet it makes all of the sense yeah. and it's it's the most the, the, that's the most beast machinesy stuff yes oh man it's great but yes primal gets inside just as prime gets smacked by megatron into a pole um primal changes into his gorilla form and starts duking it out with megatron as prime starts to have a vision and we see alita who takes up his hand and he's like, he's like, you still function. And she's like, barely. And this is the point where I'm, where it's sort of, where it's sort of foreshadowed. So we are going to see. Yeah. It's, it's for, it's, it's a bit of foreshadowing. Um, but she says that they don't have much time. There's something that she needs prime to do. Uh, and that he's not going to like it, but it's the only chance to save their world. And he asks what it is. It's just like, you have to lose. The only way to stop the fighting is to stop fighting. Just lay down your arms and surrender to Megatron. And of course, Prime is like, you are, you're right. I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, you can't win everything until you've lost everything, Prime. Which he doesn't really understand, but she says that he will. And she puts her hand on his chest. That's the point is this is this is, uh, you know, you have to trust in the all spark. Yeah. You know, this is is, his moment of faith. Uh, So he can. um, So the real what she's really saying is um, you should lay down your weapons and then just like accidentally drop a boulder on Megatron, because that's what that's the definition of a truce in Mm -hmm. uh, in Transformers world. That's true. I wonder if I revisited that episode, if I would love it. Oh, you probably would. Cause I have, I have like fully embraced the, the cartooniness of the first season of, of, uh, of, of beast wars. And especially after seeing, after seeing this like hyper serious thing for that, I'll bet I would love that episode. Mm-hmm. But, uh, she goes on to say that she has faith in him sort of calling back to when he asked her to have faith in him in the first season. So he wakes up, Primal uh, is is still wrestling with Megatron. The the golden disc pops out of his arm, and Primal manages to grab it and then toss it away. But then Prime tells him to stand down and that the fighting needs to stop. So it's going to stop now with him. And his chest opens up, and he tells Megatron to take the Matrix. And then the all And so he hands it over to him, and he says, May it have mercy on you. Primal, of course, is very reluctant as Megatron just, like, Grabs the Matrix and bolts for the door. <laughs> and then Megatron's face melts off. I mean, Quite. this is kind of what you feel would have happened if the, if this was something else. But, I mean, yeah. it is, it, it's basically like, yeah, this is not going to go well for you, Megatron. Yeah. Right. Because he, he goes through the door and immediately starts seeing an illusion. He sees all these Decepticons cheering in victory, banners flying. He's got the Matrix on his chest, but all of a sudden the blue in the Matrix turns red and all of the Decepticons turn into sparkless zombies. 
and Megatron freaks and tosses the Matrix aside, which sort of melts into the floor, and then the floor melts under his feet as he gets pulled down. Uh, Primal asks Prime what he's done, and just as he says that, we get this flash of light, and the the Oracle-esque structure starts to transform and starts to shift, and we see a new door open, and uh, we hear Alita's disembodied voice say, quickly now. And so Prime and Primal run up the steps through the door, uh, and they enter this hallway, which it looks sort of like, uh, it's, it's almost like stone slabs, in a sense. Uh, and we see this reddish light that floats from, from above their heads, comes down and turns blue. And it's the Matrix once again. It's come back to Prime, and he puts it back in his chest. So obviously, you know, obviously Alita knew what was going to happen here. As she walks up beside Prime, gives him a look, and says, let's go home. As the walls disappear, and we now have hundreds of sparks surrounding Prime and Primal. As they all start floating up towards the Allspark, they're giving their life force so that the Allspark may live. And Primal, he's, he's like Maximals and Predacons together, and then we see one glowing spark in particular that floats around Primal and holds out his hand as it stays sort of hovering over his palm for a second and he says, go on, maximize. And the spark whizzes up towards the all-spark, which absorbs this last spark and we get this bright flash, this echoing boom as as Prime says, till all are one. And the all-spark comes down and transforms back into its d20 form and lands in prime's hand so what i was saying with the with the face melts off thing in case people uh, missed the reference <laughs> i mean this is this is it's it's the end of raiders of the lost ark right yes. yeah um the they and it's actually a better ending it because you know because big bang theory figured out that like there's no Indiana Jones. There's no point. Like if the Nazis had just gotten the Ark, they would have just opened it up and then their faces would have melted off anyway. There's no, there's no Indiana Jones doesn't do anything in that movie, mm-hmm. uh, which I don't. I mean, I don't agree with that criticism. I think that there are other criticisms of the movie, but I do think that having a moment where a character has to, you know, take on faith, they get a message from the the deity. Mm-hmm. And they have to t- they have to just completely t- trust it and take it on faith. Really adds to um, the sort of uh, it, I mean you know I mean even even freaking later indie movies the leap of faith thing. Yes. Um. You know you have to believe that you can whatever whatever that uh, however that rule works. Everybody else got chopped up. So mm-hmm. I always saw that part and I was just like anybody would have made that part like. <laughs> The penitent man, the penitent man. The yeah, penitent man. but uh, but um, I don't know. I because everybody else got chopped up before they got to that test. That test would have been easy because you just have to keep walking. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but um, but I liked that. I liked that Optimus had to take this leap of faith. Megatron, you know, has the hubris to think that he can control the Allspark, which is just not the case. No. You know, and uh, and then. And it's just, I don't know, it's a, it's a good, you know, I'm a, 
this is probably the first time I've said it on a podcast, but uh, hopefully uh, I, but you know, most of my elderly relatives are dead and probably aren't listening to this podcast. So I'm a, I'm pretty much an atheist, uh, but I, I still can appreciate the idea of somebody, you know, having faith or trusting in a, in a thing, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and trusting that there's some order to the universe. Uh, so yeah, just really good, really good ending. I, I, I'm so glad that the show ended strong. <laughs> yeah, I mean the the final scenes that we get are the 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 structure sort of disappearing in a big ball of black light, which then transforms into a white light, and then we see the final scene of of this episode is Optimus hovering in the air uh, right in front of the moon, and then we cut the credits. So interesting way to to end the episode, and like you said at the start of this. Would have been a good way to end the season. It, it, we would have had some definite questions, I think, but would have been an interesting way for it to end. But overall, I think this was a good episode. I, I think we touched on some some stuff that was really good that we wouldn't necessarily have been able to have touched on on either a, a, a G1 or a Beast Wars series. Uh, so it's definitely touching on some stuff that I think is really good and that we're able to see at this time with these sort of characters. And I think it's, it's, it's a great setting to be able to explore that. Well, what were your, what were your thoughts, Jordan? I, you know, I kind of, I like, I did like this episode. I do like some of the hints. I do like some of the, the way things happen. Like, like I said, I loved how when Megatron took out Starscream and then like pushed on his arm to pop out the little, uh, uh, cloaking device control you know mm-hmm. he emphasized like only the bearer of the matrix will be seen like he like like they they telegraph some of the things yeah and and in clever ways but also like without having there's also things that to telegraph without having to actually do anything because you know like like we said like we we knew what that it wasn't going to go well for megatron they didn't have to do much to let us know that we just knew it wasn't going to go well yep exactly Kendall, how yeah. about you? Oh man, this is a, this is a great episode. Yeah, like uh, so many great character moments. Everything rung true. Uh, yeah, like, like I literally was watching the ending and I was like, well, I don't want to get on my phone right now, but I thought there were six episodes. Were there only four episodes this season? <laughs> <laughs> like, like I, I, I literally, I, 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 yeah, I don't know what's uh, what else is left. I mean, I guess. Yeah, they haven't followed up on what happened when all the cra- when when the entire remaining population of Cybertron blew itself up or something. I think is what happened in last season. Yeah, sort of kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was a huge explosion. Yeah, yeah. The with the shockwave and everything. Um, they haven't followed up on that. No, nope, um, we haven't yet, seen uh, Cybertron at all yeah, this season. Yeah, yet. we haven't. Yeah, we yeah. haven't seen Cybertron at all. Um, but, uh, so I guess that's probably what's going to be in the last couple episodes, but, but man, I just, I'm just so, I am so grateful that the show has been as, as, as good as it's been all three, you know, all three seasons, like it could have, you know, the first season, it was what it was. And then the second season, they could have gone off the rails there, but they, but they didn't. And then this season, yeah, I was I was scared to death that I was going to get like a, 
you know, knee jerk gut reaction that like, oh, that's not the right voice. I can't enjoy this or or that they were going to like make the Maximals the bad guys or something mm-hmm. um, or, or choose weird, you know, like there was going to be something weird with the bonus, the bone creatures that we didn't even see. Like I, there's so many ways that this could have gone wrong. And unless they really screw it up in the last two episodes, I would say that this is like among the among the best Transformers content that I would I would say it is up there with the comics in where I would categorize it as way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it 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 there's a lot of I mean you know there's a lot of good stuff on Netflix. There's a lot of bad stuff on Netflix. There's a lot of mediocre, forgettable stuff on Netflix, and I really feel like, um, you know, somebody had a vision for this, mm-hmm. and and was and was not too caught up in the red tape to figure out how to um, bring that to to the screen. And you know, I hope that I hope that a new generation who uh, has you know been brought up on Michael Bay movies and stuff. Uh, I hope that they can, they can see this and, you know, maybe get curious or, or, I mean, I, I know there have been other transformer shows that I just didn't watch. Mm. Uh, you know, I always hate people who pretend like there was no star Wars between the, between the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Um, so I'm probably sound, I probably sound like that to certain transformers fans, but, uh, like I just was, I mean, the, yeah. Cause it, it, I thought that the first season might've been a fluke and then, it's they've they've kept it up this long. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they continue in this continuity or at least there's like a follow up with this creative team or whatever. Hopefully the you know, the Beast Wars now that we've brought the Beast Wars back, um, you know, this is now they can make a crappy Beast Wars show and I'll still be OK with it. Like if they wanted to, you know, if they wanted to make a, a, a where they all live in a zoo or something. I'm trying to think of like the worst premise for a Beast Wars show. Oh gosh! Yeah, yeah, they're, yes, they're, they're all they all they all are in a zoo. They live in so here's the premise: they live in a zoo and they have to actually be like in their beast mode whenever people are around. But then every night they have a war where they break out of their cages <laughs> and the Predacons and the Maximals fight. So it's almost like Pinky and the Brain. <laughs> yes, yes, perfect, perfect. Uh well, what do Man, we have for that's question? gonna be the movie. That's gonna be the movie. They're gonna somebody's <laughs> gonna be a Optimus Primal is gonna be a, an ape that's in the zoo, and then he's gonna get like awakened or something. One of the characters is gonna see. get kidnapped and put into a zoo. That's that is totally gonna happen in the movie. Ah, uh, we'll see. Uh. <laughs> have to like break him out. <laughs> Jordan, what do we have for questions this week? Uh, we didn't get much, but uh, Rhea Rose sent us another one. Thank you, by the Hello, way. Rhea. Thank you. Um, and they posted, no major questions this episode. I feel the episode does a good job answering a lot of past questions and pushing forward with what ha- needs to happen in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. By this point in the series, how are you all feeling about it, where where, all, uh, where it all will end up? I, I, mean, I mean, both you and I sort of know where it is. Yeah, ends up, so. yeah, but at I the mean, point this... when I first saw this, and I'm like... Okay, and like you said, Kendall, this might be good for like a ending with leaving some things up. But like I still like okay, probably the next episodes have them dealing with them returning with you know with the All Spark, 
And I mean, I think for, you know, a setup for this, I think it did, did fine. Like, you know, they, they didn't spend too long fighting over the all spark or, or looking for it in the forest. They just spent mm-hmm. like one episode each on that. And now that they have it, they're, you know, it's off, it's off to try and save Cybertron with it, you know? Yeah. And I mean, there's going to be complications with that. Like, I mean, I know so, but I mean, like, even if you think that that's what's going to happen next, you know that there's going to be complications with that or else there wouldn't be those extra episodes. Yeah. Two episodes of epilogue would be a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It would. Oh, but man, like if they just like if they just like uh, wrapped it up in the this is this is what they should do. They should wrap it up like in the first five minutes. And then they're all sitting at a bar for the rest of it. And then they're reminiscing and it's flashbacks to all the different things that, that like they've alluded to, like flashbacks to the beginning of the war, flashbacks to the Maximals and Predacons <laughs> murdering all of each other. I cannot get over the idea that there were 200 of each of them. And now there are four. <laughs> so I will say, cause I've been very, very, very positive. I think I will say one, um, Minor disappointment that I have about where it looks like we're going with the show. Um, I would have liked more time with the uh, with the Maximals, especially. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like they spent a lot of time with or at least a decent amount of time, given the number of episodes with uh, with Black Arachnia and the and the Predacons. Um, but really, uh, you know, Rat Trap and Rhinox and uh Tigertron and Air Razor. I mean, Air Razor got got some some good moments, mm-hmm. but like especially Rat Trap and Cheetor, like are just no, nothing characters. And um, which, I mean, obviously you're gonna ha- when there's 40 million characters, there's gonna be some minor characters. Yeah. Um, and uh, in in another season, those would just be random Viacons. Viacons <laughs> is the other thing. They would be random Autobots. That like maybe somebody would you know you know maybe somebody would recognize maybe they maybe somebody wouldn't um, but in this season they're freaking they're the Beast Wars they're the Beast Wars MV, MVPs I you know I would like to see I would like to spend more time with them um, and and it seems like I mean I don't know yeah I don't know if they'll follow them to Cybertron in the last two episodes but uh, yeah mm-hmm. you know it would have been nice to have to have a little bit more time with them. Yeah. Well, um, you'll find out in the next two episodes. So stuff. But I mean, the character stuff, the character work in this season has been spot on. Yeah. So I, I can't I can't complain that much. Sometimes I and I realized this with with comic books a long time ago. Um, like I used to follow Eric O'Grady's Ant-Man, the uh, character created by Robert Kirkman, who mm-hmm. was a he's a jerk. Um, and uh, that's his that's his uh, personality thing. And I would follow him from book to book. He was kind of a sometimes he was he had his own book, but most of the time he was like a minor, you know, a minor character. And then I would get disappointed if he was a minor character in the book. And but then, like, I I remember reading Ed Brubaker's Secret Avengers run where he was a and, and it was like, oh, this is not even a team book. This is a book. This is a story about Steve Rogers. Um, and uh, at some point I had to be like, OK, so it's not the character that I like is not the main character in this in this book. I need to kind of accept that. Like mm-hmm. in this, even though the Beast Wars characters showed up for this season, 
it is still fundamentally a show about Optimus and Megatron. Yes, um, very much and, so. And pretty much everybody else is secondary. I mean, Alita One is is probably the next tier character, and she hasn't been in the season yet. Mm-hmm. So she deserves a little bit of time. Yeah. But yeah, unless they screw it up, unless they like say actually this is in uh, this has actually all been an episode of Rick and Morty or something. Um, like I can't, I can't see how they could, how I could be disappointed with the last two episodes. Challenge accepted. The Transformers gods, the War and Beast, the all, the all spark, the friggin' Transformers gods is the all spark. That's what the all spark says. Challenge accepted. Uh, okay. I'll stop well, rambling. We, sh- we shall see. Uh, so Jordan, is there anything you would like to plug this week? Um, no, actually, I mean, uh, most of the things I've been plugging so far are still the same. Uh, so, you know, just keep an ear out for uh, things I'm on. Maybe keep an eye on my Twitter for when I post things. Uh, you know, Alphabet Flight is still going on. Uh, mm-hmm. I know another one of the other uh, podcasts that Jesse does over in Smith is where he like does reads HP uh, uh, Lovecraft things and stuff like and like makes like audiobooks of them as well, like nice little audiobooks uh, with oh, them if, cool. the, if the stories are fun and stuff like that. Besides just reading them with a friend and commenting. Uh, but I know like the, the newest episode that's coming up soon, or will probably be ju- just out after this, is the them doing a review of the 2019 Lighthouse movie. Which oh, <laughs> uh, I mean. There's 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 some there's some creeping horror elements into it so that I mean it makes sense. Yeah. It's 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 an interesting movie, I can tell you that. Cool. That sounds interesting. Kendall, how about you? So uh yeah, go to kendallcast.ninja. Um there's uh some new Star Wars card content if you're somehow listening to this and didn't know that I produced Star Wars card <laughs> content. I I don't think that the and you're interested in Star Wars card content. I don't think that that's the direction that things flow. I think everybody that every all 500 people that play Star Wars cards know about that already. But um, uh, had a new episode of the poll list that I put up. Uh, hopefully we'll we'll have some more. I mean, I, I I'm I'm three episodes from the end of season one of Dear of Doug for my dear my Doug recap podcast Dear Journal. Um, there's ten episodes out there uh on the internet um yeah so just look for there's i'm hoping i'm hoping that i uh can can maintain a steady flow of content there at kendallcast.ninja so just uh just check it out listen you know you can there is a donation button there if you really wanted to and i do have a patreon but i don't ever tell anybody about it so Uh don't you don't need to be a get on my patreon if you don't want to but uh but the you know if you wanted to I don't usually say anything about it but like I was talking to my wife the other day like and this is not just me like if amateur if you donate to an amateur podcast Patreon that has like in my case no no backers but uh, that has like you know six backers that you know for a total of twenty dollars a month or whatever that actually does make a difference to that podcaster because they, if they're, if they're, if they review video games on their podcast, that's a video game that they can buy. If they, uh, if they review movies, that's a movie that they can rent or, or a movie that they can go see. Um, you you know, if, if they, you know, all that, you know, 
all the all that sort of thing. Just remember that you can you know you can make a real and and I mean if you're and also if you Patreon if you patronize somebody that's making a thousand dollars a month or whatever, uh, then you're you know you're contributing to the fact that somebody actually gets to live their dream and you know make a make a living on on podcasting or or have have legit income. So like yeah. I'm just saying I'm not saying that we're more important than <laughs> like war orphans or whatever, but like you donate to a charity like. You don't know what unless you do really do your research. You don't know what your you know how much of that is actually going to make a difference and how much of it is covering overhead and all that stuff. If you donate on Patreon or if you do a, a PayPal direct donation or something, uh, then then you're you're getting directly to you know the person. Ninety percent of whatever you're sending is is not going to a giant evil corporation so you know think about that think about that next time <laughs> next time you're at the grocery and they're like would you like to round up instead round up and give me your money <laughs> i don't know i greg edit that down to something comprehensible please i'll see what i can do <laughs> uh as always you can find me on twitter at the real gunman g-o-n-m-u-n you find this podcast uh at Warren Beast on Twitter also. You can also find the, the podcast at audioentropy.com where you'll have a ton of other podcasts like Teenagers with Attitude, Eidolon Playtest, MCU Complete Me, and a host of others uh, to be able to choose from. We've got so many on there. Like I want to say there's like 20 podcasts. Some of them are producing new episodes, but you can still check out the catalog and see everything that we've got on there. Maybe while you're at it, as Kendall was saying, maybe click on that little donate button because that we we aren't operating for profit. It, any donation just goes to the upkeep of, upkeep of the site and keeps it up and running for us. I, I am operating for profit. Give me all your money. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm. I, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna put. If you give me money, it's going into the general fund. But uh, <laughs> you know, whatever. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Greg, uh, make me sound. Make me not sound like an <laughs> asshole there. I'm not a miracle worker. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, you guys understand. Uh, uh, asking, asking for money is weird. <laughs> but yes, with all that being said, it has been another week. We've got two episodes of the season left, so make sure that you keep tuning in. Warm beast for this week. I have been Greg. I've been Jordan. And I'm Kendall. Till all are one, folks.